What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the planet today. It's June 6th, 2022. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here by myself today. Good news for all the Nick fans out there. He will be back for Friday's show. And before we get started, I just wanted to wish a very happy birthday to TPT's graphic designer, as well as my girlfriend, Kaylee Vietz. Kaylee does all of our artwork, and she is awesome at it. And now, time for the show. change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy with two episodes every week coming your way Monday and Friday. Rate and review the show wherever you can because it really does help us out a lot. And you can also help us out by checking out our sponsor, Vala Alta. Vala Alta's Everyday Handkerchief is a high-performance daily-use handkerchief designed to help minimize your impact. Made in the United States from sustainably sourced Irish linen, capturing the material's historic craftsmanship and natural antimicrobial properties, handkerchiefs perfectly balance softness with durability and absorbency with rapid drying. Ideal for functional use in all settings from the outdoors to routine encounters, their small and lightweight design makes one a must-carry for wherever life takes you. Build your own bundles from limited edition colors at valaalta.co and save 15% with code TPT at checkout. That's V-A-L-A-A-L-T-A.co and code TPT. All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys? Let's do this. Leroy Oh, God. Bonus points if you remember that video. Today's mini-sode is about energy independence, transitioning to renewables, and the Russian war in Ukraine with two stories, both from the New York Times, that you can find in your show notes. The first one is titled, EU Reaches Agreement on Russian Import Ban by Matina Stevis Gridnev. So last week, leaders in the EU reached an agreement to ban the majority of Russian oil imports by the end of this year. Three months ago, when Russia first invaded Ukraine, this was thought to be impossible because number one, the EU relies on oil for much of its energy consumption. And number two, Hungary's president, Viktor Orban, has been blocking this idea. In order to get Orban on board, the EU agreed to block Russian oil imported by sea by the end of the year, instead of blocking all Russian oil imports. This leaves about one third of imports through pipelines that will still be allowed. Five countries in the EU import Russian oil by pipeline, including Germany, Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic. Germany and Poland agreed to cut off all Russian imports, including those arriving by pipeline by the end of this year. Slovakia and the Czech Republic have stated that they are working to switch their oil supply away from Russia. This move is set to cost Russia billions of dollars per year in revenue, and this also means that Europeans can expect higher energy prices both at home and at work. So look, in the short term, this is going to be tough because support for Ukraine domestically may decrease as some people who are less invested in the idea of supporting a foreign country's right to self-governance as they start to see their own energy prices rise. And number two, coal becomes a major factor in this debate because it's not like the need for energy is just going to go away. Like energy needs to come from somewhere And it's not like we can just tomorrow say, wow, look at all this solar and wind energy that we're installing. This is going to be ready 
by Friday of this week, by the time this episode airs. That's not how it works. And what it's going to look like more realistically is the coal power plants that are set to be phased out are going to have to stay online a little bit longer than European countries had hoped for. So why this can be good in spite of those two bad parts of this deal that I just mentioned, like we said, energy needs to come from somewhere. And this is a perfect opportunity to introduce more renewable energy capacity. It's not going to happen overnight. But this is the sort of thing where we say, look, our energy needs to come from somewhere. Why are we going to set ourselves back? Why are we going to switch to coal in the long term? Sure, that can be a dirty short-term solution that we're not happy about, but in four years, let's have way more renewable energy capacity instead of just finding a new source for oil. Because then the second reason this could be really good is we can achieve energy independence. Look, it's a lot easier to fight for what's good when you don't rely on an invading country for keeping your lights on at home. So if we can get all of our energy domestically, or in the case of the EU, from member states of that block of countries, we're going to be a lot better off than importing it from anywhere else in the world, no matter how closely allied we are or think we are. All right. As I mentioned at the top, our second article is also from the New York Times, and it's by Stanley Reed, who writes, the EU's embargo will bruise Russia's oil industry, but for now it is doing fine. The move that we just spoke about for the first story is projected to decrease Russian oil production by 10%, according to some analysts, but only once the restrictions kick in at the end of 2022. For now, Russian oil production is still doing pretty well. Buyers have proven eager to purchase crude oil at a discount of $30 per barrel. And according to Kepler, a firm that tracks petroleum shipping, 200,000 more barrels of Russian oil were sold per day in May than in April for a total of 10.2 million barrels per day last month. This is still down 800,000 barrels per day compared to levels before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Reed writes, quote, the downturn would contribute to what many analysts expect to be a broad erosion in Russia's energy industry in coming years as major oil companies quit the country and sanctions curb imports of Western technology. In other words, this move could make Russia's oil a lot less valuable in the long run as a result of their war in Ukraine. For now, Hungary has been buying and refining more Russian crude oil because of the discount, and India bought more than 700,000 barrels per day last month. So let's close this one out with some good news and some bad news. Bad news first, let's get it out of the way. Europe has admitted, like we speculated in that first story, that it's going to have to burn more coal while phasing out Russian oil. And this sucks. Coal is by far the dirtiest fossil fuel. And the continent will now have to keep some coal power plants open longer than they expected to. Some countries like Germany are going to have to burn more coal than others because of the country's anti-nuclear stance. A country like France that has really leaned into nuclear as a carbon-free energy source will likely not have to rely on coal as much. And we can do an entire episode on the two countries and their different policies. And it's really fascinating to break down how two countries that are very, very close geographically, that have similar energy capacity needs, they are just polar opposites on whether nuclear is the right answer or not. 
The good news about this is that Europe said it's going to have to burn more coal in the short term. The European Commission has already committed to ramping up renewable energy capacity, including 210 billion euros in investment over the next five years to get closer to their goal of 45% renewable energy by 2030. So the future of energy in the European Union is really exciting. When Dan was on the show a couple weeks back, we talked about some countries in the EU working together to, I think it was increase wind capacity tenfold. And we're likely going to see more of that as Russian oil is completely phased out by the European Union. And don't get me wrong, I'm as disappointed as probably everyone else that in the short run, they're gonna have more coal produced smog in their air. But long term, this seems like it could be a really, really good thing for the European Union. And that will do it for today's episode of TPT. Please, please go share this show with one friend. The shorter episodes that we kick off each month with are a really good way to introduce somebody new to TPT. Nick and I are going to be back on Friday for some quick hits. So make sure to follow us on our socials at Planet Today Pod for more TPT in the meantime. For the Planet Today, I'm Matt Norton. See you on Friday.